This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by David the third. Hey, everybody. And it is just the two of us. Yep. Um, we have finally beaten everybody else, and it's down to just you and me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have, let's see, um, Cursey Smurf Erica got imprisoned by the etiquette police of the Smurf Council for cursing too much. Oh, they caught her finally. Yes. Um, I knew that wasn't going to last forever. Hindu Anthony is trapped in a prism of his own devising. And I, I said prism on purpose. It's a prism. It It's like his light is being reflected through himself and coming out as a rainbow. I see. And that's not metaphorical. He's actually trapped in a glass box. A glass case of emotion, if you will. Yes. But like a real one that's probably like 120 degrees in it and he might die. So, mm. you know. Um, well, I mean, there is that. And, you know, as usual, we don't talk about this much, but Special Mikey is on assignment on the rings of Saturn in an alternate reality collecting stardust. Mm. on a mission for multiversal Neil Gaiman. Wait, you said Saturn? Yes. I was supposed to send him to the rings of Saturn? Yes. Oh. Well, we can okay, talk then. about that at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, okay, then. Well, um, let me make note of that. This is the first official Topic Shuffle episode of Nerd Podcast Radio, where this is sort of like random topic or no topic, except that David and I are just going to ask each other questions about nerdy topics, and the only rule is... They can't be the same topic. Ooh. Now, you could ask follow-up questions, but that doesn't count as your question. You can discuss it. That's fine. We're not just going to be like, what do you think of this? Yes. What do you think of this? It was good. We're actually going to talk about these things. So, oh, yeah. But first. Uh, but first, we get to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? The Heads Up Edition, where we just talk about the nerdy things that we've done the last couple of days, and then we don't vote, because voting's stupid when there's just two of us. Well... I mean, that's more or less the way it works, right? I mean, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect re re uh, re recitation, but I, I know it sounded fine to me. I'm a little spaced out by the heat. The studio is hot here. Mm. You just showed me your thermometer, and it's like insane in there. It's probably not that hot here, but I'm used to it. I got my fan going. I am now officially an Oregonian and cannot yeah. stand the heat anymore. Mm. Well, you I know was... what they... Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know what they say? If you can't stand the heat, move yeah. somewhere cold. Move somewhere cold. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I literally don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Took the joke right out of you. Um, to anyone watch, uh, to those Patreons on our Patreon who have access to our video feed, thank you, by the way. Um, I may look very, very red, and I'm not sure why. The white balance seems fine on your... Yeah, it means that I'm actually red. Oh, like you're why. actually red in the mirror? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I hope your blood pressure is okay. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Do One you way feel or the okay? Other. Do you yeah, feel okay? all right. Okay. I seem very pale, but I think it's the lighting. Yeah, and you always seem pale. And I've gotten pale. I've, I've lost my tan completely after moving up here. Yeah, which is what happens when you move away from the sun. So, you get to go first. Oh, right, I do. Uh, I mean, it's more like I get to go last, but... <laughs> uh, man, let's see, what have I done recently? Uh, ooh, you know, not, not much. Trying to figure out what's wrong with my car. Other than that, I haven't, had to, uh, haven't been doing much lately. What was uh, wrong with your car? Oh, it stalled on me this morning, yesterday and today on my way to work, and I'm not entirely sure why. Well, I was really disappointed that Erica wasn't here, because I did crap tons of nerdy stuff yeah. when her daughter was here. Right, yeah, you had you had Lee there the and whole I time. And I wanted so. to actually compete, but I don't get to compete this time. Well, you still can. She's just not, so you're just there's automatically going to win. No, so. Yeah. Um, so, we went to, um, we went to an arcade. Nice. And... Um, 
Lee really, really, really wanted to play laser tag. And we went and signed up for the next open half hour. Mm -hmm. And there were no other kids. Oh, no. And we did it anyway. (laughs) And we were on the same team. Against whom? The room. They were targets. Oh, okay. (laughs) Neat. How'd you do? um, I won. Oddly enough, um, I didn't realize there was a score being kept. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize that there was like a top scoreboard on the way out. And I was like, I was following you around, just kind of holding the trigger down and pointing at things. I wasn't even aiming. I was just making sure you were okay. How did that happen? (laughs) Um, No, I I think that may have been one of the nerdiest things I've ever done. That's great. Um, We went to... Well, do you have anything else, or am I just listing them all? I I really don't. I mean, I. What else did I do this week? Any games uh, going on in the last few weeks, or anything? No, I mean, I'm supposed to go play my uh my Carrion Crown game tomorrow, but I. Oh, that's exciting. Well, if, if I'm, you know, knock on wood, the car actually makes it there. What book are you guys on? Uh, we about halfway through book two. Oh wow. Doing, they're doing the, the they're they're actually we're almost done with book two. They're they're at the tower facing uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Good to know. I, I I'm not familiar with it at all. I just know it was an adventure path. So I asked oh, what I book thought, you were on. I thought you were. You actually knew about it. Never mind. I know it's a horror adventure path. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It is a uh, very classical horror. First one is a lot of uh, the the first part is a lot of uh, thirteen. It's basically aka like thirteen ghost ish s esque. And the second one is very classic horror movie, classic uh, monster movie tropes. Aren't there only two horror adventure paths, technically? Yes, and one of them is Cthulhu-based. Yeah. That is... Um, Strange Aeon. Yeah, that one. Yeah, because that was what had come out when we had the Order of the Emperor die on, and they were talking about their Strange Aeons game okay. way back in the day. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Still, I think, one of our most listened to episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, our most listened to episodes is the episode we did on podcasts. It it spiked up immediately and it's climbed ever since. Interesting. Yeah. The we've done more than one, but the first one just got crap tons of traffic and I have no idea why. Oh can't complain. <laughs> um <sighs> we went to um I told I told Lee that there was a game store that was four times the size of a game store she went back to and that she went to in Ohio. And then after I told her she asked me if we could go every single day until we finally went on her last day here. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Okay. And then we played Flux and we played Sorry. Great game. Uh, second one. Oh man, I'd okay. never played Sorry before. Wow, that's a Parker Brothers original. Um, Lee has cemented the fact that has cemented the idea that none of my family members like to play games with me. Mm. Um, Sorry to hear that. Oh, uh, she she had fun, but she got mad at me a lot. I think it's because I don't let kids win unless right. they're really really little yeah no i, I don't i, I don't I'm, if i'm in this game i'm playing to win i don't uh there you know that honestly with sorry it's not it's like you don't have to try very hard everything you do the other person will get mad at you it's uh, yep <laughs> um oh, yeah. sorry parcheesy uh it's another couple of those that are just doesn't what all they do they ruin friendships they don't actually do anything. <laughs> Lee was complaining that she'd never won flux before and i told her the key to winning flux is just don't try and just keep playing and eventually you'll win right it's it's totally random and just draw, just draw a card play a card tilt over i my best friend um sandro his his strategy of playing flux is the most infuriating way of playing flux i've ever heard of mm. he only makes he only plays cards that lengthen the game <laughs> it's like he's gonna win by the other person quitting that's great oh, that's <laughs> have, great. You, have you ever played we didn't play test this yes I that's like flux. I've got a I've got a copy of it around here somewhere, but that's like the, flux on math. Well, yeah, except that quite literally they didn't play test it, so some cards are broken. My and favorite in the deck I have, there's a two part card that I only have one part for. I think my favorite. Oh my god! I think my favorite cards in that game are you lose, and the person to your left loses. Yeah, that's good. No, but literally, I've got a two part combination card, and I only got one part of the combo. I never, I didn't get the second card. The second card. That's funny. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. I just remember that the one time we tried to play, it I was like, wait, there's the second part of this isn't here. What now? I think the best part of that game is it's guaranteed to be fast. Unless it's not. I've never had it go long. I've always had that game end in like seconds. Oh, I've played one for like ten or fifteen minutes, but yeah, it's it's a quick game, but it's not like, oh, it's not blitz, it's not blitz fast. I played with somebody who won the game before he got to play the game. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. So, so listeners, 
win and play test this is basically draw a card, play a card. And the yeah. cards are the cards say things like yeah, I, I anyone what, older than twenty loses. I forget what company it is that put it out, but it's literally just a deck of cards that say random things, that do things, that change rules. There are air quotes rules where you at the beginning of your turn you have a hand of cards, you draw a card from the deck, you play a card, you do what's on the card. Um, they didn't play test it, so some cards do very stupid shit. <laughs> One thing I think is funny about that game is they probably did. <laughs> because it's still a fun game. I'm sure... I only got one half of a two-card combo. That The fact that there's <laughs> stuff like that in the game makes me think they did that on purpose. Because the Possibly. whole point of the game is they didn't playtest it. It's possible. Or they, or they just go to a stack of cards and go, oh, here's a deck. Here's a, They don't even look at them. They just you know count 60 or 90 cards and throw them in a box. Um, other than that, with Lee, we did things that either I hadn't done since I before I moved to Portland, or that um i'd never done in portland we went to um we went to um pal books which i hadn't been to since before i moved here mm -hmm. and that's a big tourist thing and the saturday market okay and then we went to ground control which i'd never been to before which is like a nightclub arcade that is open to all ages before five nice nice um dark room arcade old school games no ticket games it's amazing. It's like they it have some cool. new games of lots of old school games. They're the biggest collection of pinball games I've ever seen in arcade. Um, they have a staircase that is, it twists up and the banisters are lit, but there's no lighting on it other than that. I, I felt like I was going to die going down. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'd never been to a dark room arcade before, so it was kind of cool. Uh, dark room arcade... By dark room, you mean one that's lit by um, they've they've got it all lit up with uh, uh, black lights and stuff, right? Or um, dark, as in the only lighting was like a few ground LED strips oh, and wow. and a few LED strips on the wall. Very very little lighting, like like dark nightclub style lighting. Okay. Um, one of the hallways had a mosaic of a pixel art um Mario that I thought was really cool. Neat. Um, they had. Mostly classic games and some, like, if they had a new game, it had, like, a twist to it. Like, they had this game mm -hmm. that you scan your phone into an app and you can play it with other people in other arcades. Oh, wow, that's cool. They had a giant, like, tactical war game. Very nice. On the wall that you can play while you're eating or drinking. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't been to arcade in forever. I don't, I didn't really know how that worked. I assume it was, like, a phone app thing. Probably. But it was like this big thing on the wall, and then they had other monitors with stuff related to the game, and it was like this big tactical... It looked like something out of the War Games movie. Okay. Um, reminded me of Missile Command, but it was like... it. You could imagine it being on a monitor in a war movie in the 80s. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of blew my mind. I want to go back there. One thing I liked about it is it's not in the greatest part of downtown, and their security was very thorough. Well, that's good. Like... Um, empty your backpack completely thorough. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that. Yeah, that's definitely nice. It's great when you know that they're taking care of the place. And then I had to locker my backpack. And they don't charge for that. That's even better. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, I, I want to check it out again, but um, I've, I'd never been to a place like that before. It was very... It, it felt like it was made for, an adult, for adults. I mean, we went during the day. So, I mean, it was the summer and there were no kids there. So it was, it was very clubby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think I, I know there were other things. There was one thing that happened that um, that Heather told Lee that congratulations, you just made your uncle win What's Nerdy with You in the next episode, and I don't remember what it was. We well, played. I was gonna say, don't think about it; it'll come to you. We played karaoke at home, like most nights. Like we did karaoke with YouTube, which was nice. fun. Always. We actually talked about going to a booth place, and we looked up the prices, and we're like, we have a TV and YouTube. Right. We don't need a microphone for this. Yeah. Very um, cool. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you guys had fun. The, the arcade thing sounds awesome. Um, I can think of one thing that didn't have to do with Lee's trip that was really, really awesome. I went to my vape shop to mm -hmm. reload, and I had been talking with one of the guys who works there about Minecraft when I go in and see him. Yeah. And when I ran into him this time, he goes, dude, I'm so glad to see you. Because I've been talking to you about Minecraft, my friends and I launched up a realm and played together for the first time in years, and we're having a blast. <laughs> awesome. So spread the nerddom was a fun thing to do. That's great. That's great. It's, you know, 
most people who play it have played it for a really long time. There aren't a ton of new players, so it's fun to be a new player in that world. Yeah. Freaking 10-year-old, 11-year-old game? Something like that? Something like that. I don't know. I've just never been big on games with the crafting thing. I never had either. I never had either. I I I never really was interested in Fallout 4 or anything like that. And, yeah. Um, this was just a big surprise, and I think it was YouTube that led me to want to play it, just watching people having fun and seeing that it was more than just building stuff. I like the whole survival aspect of it, that you actually kind of have to earn what you build. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to build a that. wooden house, you have to go find that wood. Yeah. <laughs> I no, like I, that. I get that. It's cool. I just... the One of the biggest problems I have is stuff not always being intuitive as far as what becomes what. That's the craziest thing about that game is, unless you go online... There is no guidebook. Like exactly, it doesn't, even, and it doesn't even tell you I, how to make a crafting table. Yeah, I, I, I don't do well in games like that. So <laughs> yeah, that, um, I'm really glad Heather was able to help me kind of get started before, because that that would have made me not like the game if I loaded up and had no fucking clue what to do. And it's like you have to watch a let's play to get into it. Yeah, and I'm see, I don't like being dropped in. I mean, I don't mind a learning curve, but no curve whatsoever. Just being dropped in the bottom of a pit. Going, find find your way out. Yeah, that that's not fun for me. Having someone to get me started was kind of cool, but once you kind of get the fundamentals down, the you don't know how to do stuff gets kind of cool when you discover stuff or you find someone online who discovered stuff. One of the neat things about Minecraft is it's still not entirely known if everyone knows everything. And every once in a while, somebody will be like, did you know you could do this? Did you know that you mm. can craft this if you make this? And it's like, oh, the, the, the whole like community discovery thing is sort of genius. And I don't think it was ever intentional. I think it was just because Notch didn't know how to make games when he made it. I think it was because he was a bit of a novice. All right, there's something we said for that. So, yeah, I guess we're, we're, this transitions pretty well into the, the shuffle O-topics. I mean, it works. Uh, I just, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, like I said, Minecraft's one of those games I never really played at all. So I segued so well. I know, and then I went right back because <laughs> I'm lame. So, <sighs> okay, let me ask you a question about Minecraft then. Sure. Um, what is it the, what is worse for you, the, the idea of the throw into a hole, or is it like the graphics? Like I, The graphics don't help, but for me, it's just, if I don't know what I'm doing, I get frustrated. When I get frustrated with things, I stop doing them because it's not fun. So, like, a game like that, you might actually like it if you played it with somebody who could walk you through a few things. Possibly. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of multiplayer. I, yeah. Um, Heather and her friends have been asking me to play with them for a while, and it's like, yes, I will do that as soon as I know how to do everything in the game. Perfectly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I, I, I embarrass easily and don't want to be a noob. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Lee helped me kill the dragon. That was the thing. Oh, Lee very helped cool. me kill the dragon in Minecraft. Very cool. That was the nerdy thing. That was the congratulations. Your Uncle well, Brian just won what's nerdy with you. Congratulations. You win. Yay. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just it's 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 one of those things that if if I get I I try and figure things out. I try and, and work things, but if it's not intuitive or especially if it's something that like I'm just not getting and the, the worst thing in the world for me is if I'm not getting something and someone tries up and instead of actually helping me, it's like, oh, I can't believe you don't know how to do this yet. Oh, that's awful. That is the fucking worst. And nothing will make me quit playing a game and shit like that. So, what? <laughs> that's why I don't play League of Legends anymore. Some asshole well, gave me grief over a sword I bought. And I went, right, I'm done with this game. And I just uninstalled it. What's another good example of a non-intuitive game? Uh, um, just a lot of the, the main building ones like that or the uh, arc is another one that I tried for a little bit and just couldn't get into it. The, the whole thing that got me and I had to ask, it was so funny because I, I, um, I put some, I put the crafting table down and I went, okay, how do you pick it up or no. Right. And, and, and it was like, well, you have to break it. And I was like, I don't want to break it. Yeah. But then I have to pull another one. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I I started playing Stardew Valley, and there really isn't that that isn't very intuitive either. And I kind of got to a point of where I wasn't sure how to progress any further. And short of looking it up online, there wasn't anything in the game to actually tell me what I needed to do. And I kind of really haven't played it much since. <laughs> I made it about halfway through Portal Two, and then mm-hmm. watched other people play the rest. Yeah, Portal Two was good. It did get a little weird in the middle there, but the 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 second game, well the the puzzles that involve the like goo gun thing that you have yeah. to, it's like you you you're either doing the bouncy gun or you the bouncy stuff or you do the the um moon dust yeah that it got a little hard for me 
There's a meme going around right now of Cave Johnson buying Umbrella buying from the- Resident Evil. Cave Johnson, the owner of Aperture Science, buying Umbrella. Oh, okay. I be- Okay, yeah, I believe it. It's basically... Okay, I understand you have this biological weapons division. Let's just get rid of that. Science is about making weapons. Science is about making cool science shit and doing science. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Science isn't about making weapons. I'm trying to think of games that really frustrated me. Minecraft at first. Like, I... There were... There was a couple of times when I first played it that I I was like, this game is too fucking hard. And then just turned it off. Yeah. Um, because it's like, you're running around like crazy trying to find wool so you can make a damn bed and then it turns nighttime and you're like, I'm not going to survive this. Mm, yeah. And oh, then you uh, learn you can just dig down. Okay. Fair. Fair. I get that. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those, I haven't tried it too much because when I did, I didn't have a very fun time. So why would you want to do something more that you didn't enjoy the first no, time? No, absolutely right? not. I, my, what are your, what are your favorite games? Like my go-to's now, I play uh, I play WoW all the time, but that's mostly for interacting with actual people and doing content and and oh, I can talk about that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I play a lot of WoW. Uh, I play a couple of the other Blizzard games, uh, Overwatch every now and again. Uh, Heroes of the Storm is there. Is there I used to play game. that. I love that game. Yeah, I used to be real into it and used to um, watch a lot of the the streamers. Yeah. Well, they, they, they announced not too long ago they're not going to put out any new content, but they're going to keep it going and keep update, keep doing bug updates and balancing and stuff. But that's too bad. It's a really cool. Uh, it's a really cool. Um, no, I, yeah. thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy it. And then uh, I just about finished that Starship Troopers RTS game that came out that uh, not too long ago. It's really good. Starship Troopers? Did I not mention this? Yes, I did. No. Uh, Terran Command. Uh, Starship Troopers is a real-time strategy game that came out earlier this year. I think year. I do remember you mentioning that. That yeah. sounds cool. And you get to play as the commander of mobile infantry units, and it's it's a very, very good game. I highly recommend it if you're at all a fan of the series. It follows the movies and the animated TV shows very closely. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, what else am I playing right now? Uh, oh, I also, uh, unfortunately, it's a dying game, but I still play uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, some of the one that came out in 2017. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. Is that the one that had the controversy over the microtransactions? Yes, it's the one that no longer has microtransactions because of that controversy. Why would I the the putting microtransaction on a game that costs like 60 bucks always was like Well, what? for cosmetic stuff I don't mind it, but the problem is is they locked gameplay features behind their microtransactions. You had you could only unlock upgrades and stuff for guns and skills by spending money in their microtransactions. Oh, it almost seemed did they get sued? Yeah, that's why they took. Yeah. That's why they got rid of that. Then now it's all just experience based on how you unlock stuff. But because I mean, sixty, it just seems so ca- like. Oh yeah, it was. It, there so was, there was a reason. There was a reason there was so much outcry about it. Like I get it on free games, but when you pay that much money, I I, I get it for like cosmetic stuff. But I've never been like I've never really seen the attraction of buying cosmetic stuff. Like it never really appealed to me. Well, I mean, if you find the right skin and stuff, it can be fun. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I, you know, I was really excited to find a skin that looked exactly like me in Minecraft. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, like for Fortnite, I found uh, a skin that was Stormtrooper armor. And that was the only skin I ever used in that game after that because that was awesome. And yeah, uh, those that could see saw that, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's I, I don't like I said for cosmetic stuff. I understand it. If you want to pay five bucks, your character looks like Snoop Dogg, go for it. <laughs> but locking actual gameplay stuff behind a paywall like that is not fair. <laughs> no, no, especially for an expensive game. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you paying for? I mean, don't get me wrong. The single player campaign was really good too, but that game was mostly about the multiplayer. It wasn't as bad as like a, uh, a Call of Duty where there is no single player game and all they have is multiplayer. I played Battlefront one. It was very fun. Yeah, Battlefront 1 was great. Uh, the original Battlefront from way back in the early 2000s was great, too. Battlefront 2 back then was good, and they redid it, and the first one was good, and the second one's good, too. The problem is, is it's coming up to a five- or six-year-old game now, and while their servers are still there, um, if you're not on at peak times, like Saturday afternoons and Friday nights, it's kind of hard to fill a full lobby sometimes. <laughs> it could be a challenge to fill the full 40-man lobbies. But Does anybody still play EverQuest? I don't know. I honestly I'm never curious played EverQuest. about that. Neither did I. I I, I did try it. I did no. try it. Um, but I mean, it was dial-up day multiplayer. Yeah. 
I also remember that it was a lot like you had to, there was a lot of like programming type stuff you had to know to get to actually get you had to, the your movements and everything were actual typed commands that looked a lot like uh, looked a lot like basic programming. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I was having fun in Minecraft with the commands. I, I learned some commands, and then I found out that they're just Python. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, oh, um, okay. Uh, topic shift. You're an IT guy. Are you into programming at all, or are you just the hardware? Oh, good question. No, I'm not into programming. Um, I have never really had a talent for development. I'm very good at debugging code, though. I can look at most, like, I can look at, code that I'd never seen before and someone will go, this isn't working. And I can usually find an error because um, syntax and stuff is usually pretty, you know, you can figure out what the character for a comment is um, and you can realize that somebody commented out there, commented out their code. You can, you can see that there's a space where there isn't supposed to be, or there's no space, or mm -hmm. you can see that a command is written a certain way in one part of the code, but it's written different in another part of the code. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I I dabbled with the C plus plus and a couple other things when I was in college, but it, uh, coding was never really my thing. Yeah, I took a bunch of classes in it. I um I the only reason I did okay in most of my programming classes is I made a really good friend. I made really good friends with somebody who was an excellent like natural coder, mm. and we would hang out in the classroom and practice stuff on the board. But the second I finished those classes, it all went out the window. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably didn't completely because I'm a really good code debugger. I can write HTML. Nice. That doesn't count as coding. It's better. I can't do that. It so. counts as markup. Yeah, um, I mean, I can I can drop I can plug and play and drag and drop stuff, but that's about the best I can do. <laughs> used to be pretty good with cascading style sheets too, but um, HTML is up to like HTML six now, so mm -hmm. I, I don't even know how to do any of that anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But on occasion, I have to debug something for work or do something with HTML. Okay. Yeah. No, my, my computer skill set is solely with hardware and building building PCs and troubleshooting PCs and repairing things. I had to troubleshoot a credit card reader today. Oh, fun. It's a very common thing for me to do. Mm. Uh, my favorite thing to do is when I get called for something. Like, um, I got called to troubleshoot the square, and it wouldn't work no matter what. So I, instead of wasting a bunch of time troubleshooting it, mm -hmm. I tested the Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi was working fine. So I went on Twitter, and a bunch of people were complaining of the square saying it was down. So I said, I'm sorry, it looks like it's down nationally. <laughs> no, looks like there's a bigger problem. It was funny because that week, that weekend of that week, we went to the beach, and every time we went to a coffee place that had square, I'd be like, how was the outage on Thursday? And they were like, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know we had an outage? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do know a lot of people just, you know, especially people in tech jobs and trying to troubleshoot. I do it myself. Just Googling stuff is sometimes uh, this, this doesn't work. This, this, this happens. Tell me what's wrong. <laughs> uh, see any good movies lately? Uh, it's a good one. Uh, last movie I watched was the Bob's Burgers movies, which was very, very good. If you're a fan of the show, I oh my highly God. recommend it. Oh, my God. What? You know what my answer to you is going to be? You haven't seen it? There's a Bob's Burgers movie? Yeah. When did this come out? Last month. I didn't know about this. Yeah, it's on most of the streaming services now. Uh, Disney Holy Plus shit. has it. Hulu's got it. I gotta watch that. Yeah, I, it's I like really a, it, like it's Bob literally Burgers. like a ninety minute long episode. It's great. Okay, I highly recommend it. Did they up like upscale it a little bit? Like I kind of sort of higher really. stakes. Oh, I I don't want to give anything away. So I'm okay. Not say I, it. It's it's. Let me just put it this way: if you like Bob's Burgers, go watch the movie. I thank you for telling me about that. I had no idea. Let's write, write that down. Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah, that's a good one. So that's the last movie I've seen, at least new new release-ish type movie I've seen. Uh, uh, I watched Princess Bride with a friend of mine that had never yay. seen it before. Uh, I, the worst part about watching movies with someone who hasn't seen them is fighting the urge to say the lines as they're playing on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know what's funny? I've never shown Fight Club to somebody who hasn't seen it before. Well, I mean, who hasn't seen Fight Club? I've seen it over 300 times. I've lost count. I've seen it probably 20 or 30. Great movie. I used to put it on repeat in the background while I was working when I worked at home. I and it. it was just on all day. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. Uh, there was a great picture from Comic-Con of Edward Norton and Brad Pitt talking, and it says, hey, look, Edward Norton still talks to himself. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I had to think about it for a second. The heat is making my brain slow. You, you, you want to hear something like a crazy dated statement? Sure. I saw Fight Club on VHS. Yeah. Fight Club came out in 99. 
It's crazy. Yeah. DVDs were out already when yeah. I saw it on VHS. It was during the transitional period. I didn't start buying DVDs till the mid 2000s. We were a VHS family up until then. We still have a VHS player in the living room on the TV. Are we done with formats? Like, there's never going to be a new format, right? Because it's all streaming now? Not that I, I, I don't think so. Um, I honestly, I, at least as far as physical media is concerned, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the internet killed it all. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I mean, until we come out with like hypercubes or something, they'll probably come back for like nostalgia type stuff. Like how you can buy cassettes now at a lot of stores because they came back for nostalgia. Oh, that and because they're a reliable media for transferring audio from one form to another when you're looking for certain qualities in it. Yeah. Yeah. And vinyl's still big. Oh, yeah. Vinyl vinyl made a comeback, especially with uh, the modern music scene. I, I know I know some record record stores that never used to have records in them that are full of records now. Yeah, <laughs> Erica has a turntable, but I haven't had one in a long time. They, um, make, they, 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 they make ones that you're that you can connect USB to a computer now. Yeah, I would like one. I but I I'd like to get a nice one. Oh, yeah. If you're gonna do that, you want to get the whole setup. Yeah. And you know, what's getting popular is people using um, people making their own vinyls like that's getting popular. Like they're getting they're getting the kits for it and you can hook up the you can hook up the um machine to a computer and just put mp3 in a in a pr- computer program and it'll make the vinyl for you with the blank okay interesting on how that works yeah i don't know either it must have a heating element and so it's weird because because you have to like press vinyls normally don't yeah, you? yeah generally vinyls that they 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 cut the original into a metal sheet with all the right grooves in it and then they actually press them <laughs> that's how the old vinyls used to work I saw The Black Phone with Lee. That was the last movie I saw. I haven't, seen, I haven't been well, movies how, since Doctor Strange Multiverse. How, how, was, how was that? It was very good. It was mm. very, very good. Um, it was trigger for domestic violence, okay. child abuse. Um, if you go to see a movie about a, um, about a child kidnapper, expect that anyway. I would hope you would. But just right. if you don't know, trigger for those things. And you, um, took, and you took Lee. She wanted to go. Yeah, fair enough. And I, her mom told me she wanted to go, so it wasn't like I was the bad, irresponsible uncle. I was instructed to take her by her mom because she wanted to go. Um, <laughs> oh, she liked it. Um, she was a little shaken up by the blood. She didn't expect there to be that much blood in it, but and I didn't really either. Um, I, I mean, from the trailers, I just expected it to be kind of a ghost movie. I think I only saw a part of one trailer. I'm not a horror movie fan. I tend um, to zone them out when tra- trailers and stuff for them come on. One thing I really liked about it is it was non-traditional horror. It didn't have the same kind of tropes as most horror. Oh, it was cool. more of a psychological thriller that also happened to have ghosts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the ghosts were a story device more than they were... Oh, I did not silence my phone. <gasps> Breaking your own rules! Well, this is no outline episode, so... Uh, well, so I didn't read the thing at the top of the outline that says silence your phones, which if you don't know, I use that checklist every episode. I'm That's well why I say it. It doesn't come out of my head. Anyway, um, yeah, the ghosts were a story device. They weren't like that was the point of the movie. They were part of it. I would have called it more like paranormal psychological thriller mm. than I would call it horror. Okay. It was sort of in the same vein as Silence of the Lambs, but okay. without how graphic that was. Mm. Much less graphic, like more tame. Um, wow. Why did that just do that again? Wow. Is that your text message notification? Yeah. That's <laughs> good. Hey, 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 listen. Hey, hey. Oh, I should totally switch it to that. Hey, listen. Drive your coworkers nuts. Um, who is that one artist? Have you ever heard of Mark Rebelet? Rebelet, Rebelet, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mark. Uh, Rebelet? Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. You like him? He does house music. He's great. Oh, that's so cool. I'm glad. I didn't know you like house music. Oh, he's also, oh yeah. I'm a huge electronic music fan. Me too. Oh yeah. That's cool. Learn something about each other. I did not know that. Do you like Justice? Uh, I okay. I'm a fan. I don't like follow. I don't know names. You don't know names. People. Okay, I do. Um, I mean, I, I, but you I'm, know Mark Rebelat. Okay. Yeah, I know him. I know. I know like the old classic stuff. I used to re- be really big into like happy hardcore back in the day, and um, a lot of the Euro scene. I'm actually uh, in the one of the Facebook groups for uh, Trans Nation. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good oh one. man, you should go on a road trip with Anna. That oh, would. Be, I would so love to. That would be awesome. Trans music. <laughs> that would be awesome. Doing oh, anything with Anna would be fun. 
Oh my gosh, so much trance music. I, I, you know, it's like you hear trance music is very popular in Europe. And then you hang out with somebody from, from Sweden and you're like, oh, wow, it really is mainstream out there. Oh yeah, it is. It's huge. We're one of the few countries where it's not big. She got me into Eurovision. Mm, like, good stuff. I was like, I watched a bunch of Eurovision stuff after she told me about it and was like, that's great. Oh yeah. Even some of the parody ones are great. Like a uh, Zlad with electronic supersonic. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, I like that. Good old parody, uh, parody trans, trans tracks. Those are great. Yeah. Three, two, one, off blast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of old, isn't it? Like early 2000s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was early 2000s. Yeah. Um. So the Mark guy, I have to look at the name again because I never remember his last name, Rebelette. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to his Monday Motivation when I work out. Oh, nice. Okay. Got to show up if you want to get it done. Nah, if you want to get it done, you got to show up. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Uh, some of his stuff is just so random. It's so great. And I, I love watching his streams of when he's actually just building stuff and just to watch the way it works. And oh, so, so cool. There's there's a band called Bombs Away. Okay. And I have them on one of my playlists. What I didn't know about them is they have a song called Big Booty Bitches. And <laughs> I'll be listening to my running playlist in my car <laughs> with the windows down, <laughs> with the volume turned way up, and then all of a sudden it's big booty bitches got those big booty bitches, big nice. booty bitches. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I also got really big into uh, into uh, speed metal for a while. Your Dragon Force, your uh, couple of the other bands that do. I can't think of names off the top of my head at the moment. I really, really like Megadeth a lot. Megadeth's fun. Yeah, and our Rust in Peace is my favorite album. I mm. I had it on cassette yeah. when it was new. Yeah. Well, I, I fell in love with Dragon Force when uh, their song Through the Fire and Flames got big on uh, Guitar Hero, and like everybody was playing that one. Yeah, Dragon Force is one that I didn't really get into until like recently. Like okay. hearing people playing it on because you know I didn't have a console, so I didn't oh, yeah. play any of that stuff. Yeah, well, it's one of the songs in the rotation for what I'm playing at a table as a bard for my Inspire Courage. I'll crank the guitar. Song oh, that's fun. That. <laughs> it's up there with the Power Rangers theme song and a couple others for just the high energy. Uh, uh, Highway to the Danger Zone is another good one. <laughs> I I I did something to a GM once with a bard that made him tell me to stop because he couldn't take it anymore. Do every, tell. every time I play, every time I inspired confidence, I played the Jeopardy theme on my phone. <laughs> okay, I can definitely see that getting annoying after the fourth or fifth time. <laughs> Try after like the fifteenth time. Oh, good God! Well, I mean. Okay, I am going to tell a story about a specific GM. Okay. And I'm going to say his name starts with a G. Okay. So you know who I'm talking about. I probably do. So we were playing. It, it is the person you're thinking of. It's the person you visit and you're really good friends. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So. Oh, this should be good then. I think I've heard most of these. Go ahead. Please. Oh, you've probably heard this. Cause, I'm sure I have. You know, you know, Eric, little Eric. Oh, yeah. Who's not little anymore. He's in no. college. Um, so we both played witches at the table god <laughs> okay at the end of the game he goes okay you're done here's your chronicles and we go yeah but there's there's more adventure like <laughs> that we haven't even gone in all the rooms okay this is what happens you go in all the rooms and you put everything to sleep you know you could have grab oh, here's oh you, guys do, you guys were doing that okay i have heard this story but yeah. uh from a much more from a much different perspective <laughs> yeah he he just goes here's your chronicles you know, I know what's going to happen. And you know what's really funny? That last room had a golem in it. We mm. could not have done the thing we were doing. Yeah, it doesn't matter at that point. It just None becomes... of our stuff would have worked. Yeah, I know, but it's still... I, I get where he's coming from on that end, too. Oh, yeah, me too. I've, I've ended games early because of shenanigans. Oh, yeah. It's like, all right, look, no, we're done. Here, here's your sheet. You did it. Good job. It, you know, it wasn't <laughs> even that bad. I don't know why he got so discouraged. I mean, we well, failed a lot. If memory serves, it was at a convention. He had been up for almost yeah, a day yeah, straight. Yeah, you know, and that happens. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, at the conventions, Grant and I, we go hard. We go long. We're, we're, we go very little sleep. You know, we'll get two, three hours sometimes in a night, if that. Because we're there till you know, one, two in the morning. And we got to get up for morning slot. And that includes driving back here, sleeping, getting up, showering, eating, heading back. I love how it's not even necessary for me to use the first initial anymore. Right. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, I've mentioned him so much on the show. He might as well be uh, yeah. Um <laughs> We're, we're going to, we, once his schedule gets, gets, yeah. uh, gets tightened down, we're going to have him on as a Magic the Gathering guest. I, I have one that I won't, I'm not even going to initial because I'll tell you after, maybe I shouldn't even talk about this on the show. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's a great story. Mm. 
Oh, I, I'd so worry that. I mean, this is some, yeah. One of my favorite stories, I I hate to say it, or I hate, I hate that it happened, but it was a, it was a teachable moment for the table was uh, when I had to kill a kid on his, like his second or third time coming to our society games in, in Long Beach. We were playing uh, part three of the quest for, or part two of the quest for perfection, where they introduced the alchemist or they introduced the magus for the first time. Yeah, and uh, one character who was playing a brand new, he had only been there. This is like his second time there ever. Uh, walked over to the big boss and threw a bomb at her. She's playing an alchemist, and I said, "Do you really want to do that?" And he goes, "Yeah, I do." And I was like, "All right, roll the hit," and he hit her. So she walked over and cont- and proceeded to one shot him. <laughs> Because she was a Magus and hit him with a full attack, and he dropped. I, <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, but you have to learn actions have consequences." <laughs> which which one? The quest for perfection was part one. The one with the dragon. Uh, part one was the part of the monastery with the Yetis. Is part two the one with the dragon? Then I don't remember. Part two was the boat. No, part two was you were on the river. Well, which adventure is the one with the dragon that you have to give a tribute know. or you have to fight it? I don't know. I thought it was Quest for Perfection. Anyway, I don't think so because Part Three ends with the with the village when you're doing the uh, the Seven Samurai. I was a player at the Notorious game where the guy playing the synthesis. Um, so we were playing the game with that dragon. It was like a Cinder Dragon, or it was one of it was the you know it was the season where everything was Tian Sha. So it was the Tian Sha dragon, and player was playing a synthesis summoner before they were banned. Okay, and everybody either. Um, gave a tribute to the dragon, or noped out, and the synthesis summoner went, I'm gonna fight it. Oh, God. And he died. The reason why, though, was you had to give a tribute to the dragon, and he goes, I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give him this sword that's been in my family for years, and it's it's gone through a hundred generations, and he goes into this big old thing, and the dragon goes, don't lie to me. And then he goes, why does he think I'm lying? And he's like, well, he beat your bluff. And, he, and, and it turned into a big argument. And he was like, okay, I'm going to fight the dragon. Well, afterwards, he threw a big giant fit mm-hmm. and complained to VCs. And there was even an investigation. I remember this. It was such a big deal. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the rest of the story. Because no, I, I don't think I heard the rest of the later. story. But... It was his heirloom weapon. And nobody understood that. He didn't say, I'm using the heirloom weapon from my trait. Okay. That makes more sense now. Everybody thought he was bluffing. Everybody yeah. at the table thought he was bluffing, but he was actually not. He only exaggerated how big of a deal the weapon was, yeah. so it shouldn't have been a very hard bluff check. No. And since he was a summoner, he had a pretty high one. Yeah, so, but if he had just mentioned the fact that it was his heirloom, it would have been... Uh... Yeah, and he got so mad. Well, he was convinced that the GM didn't like him and did it on purpose and did mm-hmm. it because he didn't like synthesis. And I'm like, that GM plays one. That's yeah. not what happened. <laughs> That was one of the early, early uh, big cock-up events that happened. Yeah, that was that was a big deal. Um, I mean, it got it got better. I mean, oh. I think they remade that character into a gunslinger when the synthesis got banned. I believe it. I I actually got a GM in trouble because he played badly. He was GMing badly. Uh, I was playing a white-haired witch, and I was level one, and we were in uh, we were in combat for like the second event. I was I was level one at a at a table of level threes. And he kept targeting me because I was the one doing damage. I had a crossbow and I was doing damage at range. So he kept targeting me with stuff. And then I went down and he continued to attack me even when I was on the ground and just straight up killed me. Oh, while, other, wow. while there were other threats in the room, he was focusing attacks on the unconscious player just to kill me because I was the one doing damage. So he actually killed my character badly. I complained and he was not allowed to GM anymore. <laughs> I always had a pet peeve with GMs that didn't run the tactics the way they were written in the book and right? they made up their own. Because yeah. they... I, I complained about it to that particular GM, and I was like, you didn't run the tactics in the adventure. And he goes, they only put those in there for people who don't know how to play the game. And I went, no. Sometimes no. they put them in there to balance the encounter. <laughs> no, they put those in there so that the, the whole idea behind organized play is that everyone has the same experience. <laughs> I Every once in a while, you'd get one of these GMs who was an experienced wargamer and thought that it was a contest. Yep, They didn't think it was facilitating a game. That is the number one thing complaint I have about uh, organized play is the war gamers tend to not realize that it's not a competition. You're as a GM, you're supposed to lose. And with organized play, since you don't get as much rewards, if you get killed, it's even worse. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah, no, getting killed is such a bad thing in uh, in society play. It's it's admittedly hard to do. You have to actually try to kill somebody in organized I, play. But... I um I played at a table. I don't remember what the game was. It was a it was it was an adventure that was notorious for being really really hard and unfair, mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't like it. But it was one of those games that people kind of took as a challenge. Yeah, and um it was that one where you get the sin wafers. Oh yeah, that one. Okay, and we sat down at the table. And the GM said, this is a high-tier adventure, so you guys got to bring your A game. What was very clear that he wasn't running the mechanics right. Mm -hmm. And it seemed very unfair and very um, not fun. Mm -hmm. And I actually, but a little bit in, like a couple encounters in, I said, you don't know one's having fun, right? And he goes, high-level games aren't about having fun. And I'm like, Uh, excuse me? What? (laughs) <laughs> he goes, wow. I was like, I, whatever happened to helping people have fun and facilitate? Well, that goes away in the high level. High level is about proving yourself. Uh, and no. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go sit back down, watch what happens. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay. And I sat down. Um, and I said, I said, I'm going to walk away from this table. Does anybody want to join me? And uh, everybody did. Yeah. I and it. he goes, oh, but we have to do Chronicles. And I said, you don't understand. We didn't play this. We had such a terrible time. We'd like have have a chance to play it again. Yeah. So you're going to lose your sign-in sheet, and we're not going to do Chronicles, and there's nothing you can do about it. And this was when I was a venture officer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's oh god. Uh, I everybody was just miserable. It was mm. um there's there's this thing with Will O' Wisps, and he was putting a token on the board to where we thought the Will O' Wisp was. Mm-hmm. And then if it appeared, he'd put a token on the board. But he never took them off. So you started having the grid covered in all these tokens. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think he thought he was being clever to try to make it more challenging. But it like got to the point where people were like, I don't... Do I randomly attack one of them? Is yeah, it like a shell game? Am I trying to remember where it was? <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't... Uh, hmm. Um, yeah. we, yeah, we, we, we audited his game afterwards. He was running the mechanics wrong. It was like, he was just trying to grind the players out. Yeah. Which another thing is unfortunate that some people realize you know, a lot of some people, it's just, it's the way their GMing style is. Some people find, think that the players are their enemies and they have to do everything they can to make it as challenging as they can. And I'm not a blood. I mean, I, I, I when I GM stuff, I don't hide roles when happens happens, but I'm not actively gunning for the players. But well, I know I know some GMs that do actively gun for you know I'm I'm trying to, I'm actively trying to kill you guys. Well, let's drop the cynicism and negativity for a bit, okay? And say what was your best experience? Uh, my best experience was one of the multi-level tables when we killed the big boss in the first round of combat. Proceeded to just stand around beating up uh, minions that would run into the room for no other reason than the fact that we finished the thing in one round of combat. <laughs> so that's that was, awesome. That was the. Uh, the, the the birth of the obliterati. Oh, that's awesome. I uh, have a lot of good moments, mm-hmm. but I think my highest moment was playing that one what was the one with the Rune Lord? Not the just the one that with the, the Rune Lord of Sloth. The where they you know, you get to fight him and everything. I don't remember. Anyway, it was that I, one. I, I I've played it. I just my So long memory, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, don't I don't remember. There's a reason I'm asking. I don't remember either. Yeah. Um, so um, listeners, there's a GM named Eric Britton who has been on the show as a guest a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Back uh, before my time. This guy is one of the best GMs I've ever played with. He's really good. I've He's a great player, too. so yeah. much from him about playing and GMing. And um, Eric Britton ran a game for me at Gen Con. It was that game. <gasps> oh, and nice. I died and never had more fun. <laughs> Those my, are the best vibes. My character did not get killed. Ooh, my character died by the rules of organized play because my character joined the Rune Lord at the end of the adventure. Oh. Because Eric Britton does improv, and so do I, and he that we lost. We did TPK. I just didn't get killed, and the Rune Lord offered for me to serve him, and I said yes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, evil act, dead character, and it was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Um. To give you an idea of a, how good of a GM he was, um, the other people at the table were all playing joke characters, mm-hmm. and they weren't taking the game seriously. And our party had none of the skills we needed to complete any of the challenges. Mm. So the Rune Lord was at absolutely full power. We didn't break any of the runes. Oh, God. It was absolutely brutal and awful. And Oof. yet everyone had a blast because 
Eric Britton can do that. He's, he's the only GM I know that can TPK a table and leave they'll everybody thank, They'll thank him for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I can do it with a death, I've, I've, I, but I've never had a TPK before. I think the most righteous moment I've ever had was the last time I ran all three parts of the Quest for Perfection, I did it in a 1-2-3 at the con. It was an all-day event. I did all three slots. And the last slot, the final combat is the fight in the village where they introduce the Cavalier class. It's it's in it's in uh uh, uh oh shit what Tien so yeah. it's all the samurai guys and everyone wanting and and this this uh this this guy comes running up the bandit lord is riding an axe beak I know who which adventure you're talking about yeah yeah the quest for perfection part three yeah where you're playing the seven samurai in the village and you have to set yeah. defenses and you have to survive the waves well this group I was running this with that fight so night slot went from eight p.m. until one a.m. yeah we finished about four thirty in the morning. And that final fight took us almost six hours of straight combat. We did 28 rounds of continuous combat. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. The last blow and the, and the not to quote Matt Mercer, but the how do you want to do this moment was there was such a cheer from the day. Everybody was clapping. Yeah! Oh, that's great. Because <laughs> they finally killed the bastard. <laughs> I, the, I played, I, I had a really good experience playing the module that had the dragon in it. Mm. Uh, no, the module with giants. The module with cloud giants. I can't think of what it's called. Cloud giants? Holy shit. Yeah. Um, it's got to it, be an upper tier thing. because those. It had, oh, mean. it was high tier. It was like it was like 13th level. Um, I played that with the gunslinger that used to be a synthesis. Okay. Um, with Eric Britton. Um, Steve F. Rannett. Okay. Um, and a couple other people. But there are moments from that game that I'll never forget. It was so much fun. And yes... This was pre double barrel gun nerf, so the the gunslinger soloed the dragon. Oh yeah, the gunslinger and the paladin. It wasn't oh. a solo. The paladin did. It, this was when Eric Britton was playing his halfling paladin on a dog, doing 150 damage on a hit. Yeah, I remember that character. But the the beauty of the gunslinger at the double barrel crystal is all I want to go bang 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 bang. Yeah, it, times it, times four critical hitting and, touch AC. What? And if you looked at the whole, <laughs> if you looked at the whole combat, it was just the gunslinger going. Brrr, for the whole combat pretty much yeah if you get it down to where you're using alchemical so your 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 misfire is like a one to five but you're getting free action reloads and you just a bang 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 <laughs> i never played one i never played one in first edition oh nice yeah, yeah never did uh, that you have to it take it costs two feats and you have to use alchem you have to you have to use alchemical cartridges which are more expensive yeah but you're able to get your reloads to free actions yeah it is ridiculous <laughs> at and higher levels it. oh yeah of course but at higher levels, um, you could like I, I played a gunslinger all the way up to seventeen and get it with rapid shot, multi shot, getting uh, six rounds, getting six shots a turn. <laughs> I did the um... was broken as hell. I ruined gunslinger for the GM of that game. He has vowed to never let a gunslinger play in any game he's running ever again. <laughs> First edition was an interesting thing, and I I played I the ability to break the game got a little old for me after a while. Mm. Um, I played the. Um, Urban barbarian grenadier alchemist. Um, oh God. Uh, fight. Um, um. Oh, what was the name of the fighter that used lore? I don't God, remember. I don't remember. I used the. It was the fighter that you benefited from maxing out int because wow. you could make all these. You could make all these knowledge checks that give you bonuses to attack and damage, and everything stacked. That's crazy. Yeah, I well, I learned about the urban barbarian combo from the San Diego people. Okay, most of the broken shit came out of that crowd. I remember Eric Britton with his uh, level 11, but l only one level of every melee class. Eric and, and I... How, how may surprisingly effective that was. <laughs> Eric so and I... One um, level paladin, one level uh, rogue, one level yeah. barbarian, one I've level fighter, one level uh, one level uh, uh, swashbuckler, oh, one great. level... Oh, it was disgusting! Because they were all... It was 11 levels, but they were one of 11 different classes, and it was broken. Oh, that's great. I... Eric and I played, I don't remember what the adventure was, but I mean, you know how long a slot is. There's supposed oh, yeah. to be like five hours, five, six hours. Yeah. Um, hour and a half, two sorcerers create pit. <laughs> we use create pit oh, yeah. in every encounter. Well, there was, there's an encounter in that adventure that has an elevator on it. And I go, the elevator is gonna get broken it's gonna fall well no it was the monsters were attacking us when we we're on the elevator mm -hmm. so we cast create pit jumped in the pit and then shot out the ropes 
<laughs> and since nice. we were in extra dimensional space, yeah. we didn't take. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, good old create pit. Uh, hour and a half. Um, there. I don't. I'm just gonna say the since we don't remember any of the names for anything, mm. there was a module that was a murder investigation that I really liked. Raven something. No, not that one. It was another one. It had like a carnival and a sphinx and stuff. And oh, um, that was the wedding, wasn't it? No, no, this is lower level adventure, but it was a straight up murder mystery. Like you, you went around the yeah, town. Yeah, I, I, I know the one you're talking about. A yeah. gypsy, a, a, a um, Avarician mm-hmm. boy is framed for the murder, and you have yeah. to find. Uh, and then it might be the sphinx, but no. Um, I remember the sphinx. I so I signed up to run it as a night slot, and you know the modules are supposed to be eight hours. Yeah. Hour and a half. Wow. They solved the murder. That's impressive. That is the problem with murder mysteries. Mm. They go, um, I don't want to spoil I'll spoil it. No, yeah, who cares? Um, they go, oh, he's dead. I don't know what the cause of death is. Maybe an alchemist might know. Is there an alchemist in this town? They ask around. <laughs> go to the alchemist. And I'm, you know, it's a last <laughs> slot, so I'm not going to be like, the alchemist is closed until yeah. later in the adventure. So... They go, they go there, <laughs> and I followed the script. Oh, that's funny. Because the second they start asking questions, the alchemist is supposed to pull something shifty, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to feel like a sandboxy thing. Yeah. So they did it first, and then after that, there's just a little dungeon crawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I was so happy. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't have to run a graveyard slot. So. Oh yeah, I know. Look, I mean, uh, my my friend Grant that we've talked about before he used to love running the Midnight Madness slots. And I even said, I even said, um, I'm running this as written, guys. I need to let you know. You figured it out. You want to go back and do the other stuff, or do you want to finish this early? And they said, we're okay with finishing it early. Yeah, and I went, okay. It's getting late. People want to go to bed. Yeah. It's like, we could be here another four hours, or we could just call this now. Seven hours. We could be here another seven hours, <laughs> yeah. and we could just call this now. So... Yeah, you know, as usual, it shifted to tabletop RPGs for most of the episode. Yeah, it usually does. I mean, we still have some time to, to, to see if we can turn things around. Like, I was going to try a topic shift to uh, uh, discussing something else, but suddenly what I was thinking about is now gone. Yay is uh, the, the way of things. Uh, what do you know about science, David? I mean, I know a little bit about a lot of things. I've been a big fan of Star Talk Radio forever. I, I know I know a little bit about astrophysics i know a little bit about quantum mechanics i know a little bit about uh uh i I know a little bit about a lot of things i i have a philosophy of when someone asks me a question i don't know the answer i look it up it's a good philosophy yeah and but today modern technology it's easier than it's ever been and it's like i don't know let me find out for you (laughs) you ever watched hank green i'm sorry what there is a youtuber named hank green that i think you would like a lot i will write that down yeah He's um he's John Green's brother. John Green. Green is the guy who wrote the book The Fault in Our Stars that they made a big blockbuster movie for. Oh, okay. Um and but Hank Green is a big science YouTuber. Um I don't know the name of the YouTube channel off the top of my head, but you can Google Hank Green pretty easily. Hmm. Yeah, I'll check that out. But yeah, I've been a big fan of Star Talk Radio for years. I've been a uh uh I, I I mean it started with Bill Nye when I was a fucking kid growing up. I mean, who doesn't know Bill Nye? <laughs> Vlog Brothers. Vlog Brothers. That's down. that's the Hank Green, John Green vlog. vlog and each episode flips back and forth brothers. between them. Okay. Got it. Written down. But yeah, I mean, I grew up with Bill Nye, the science guy. I grew up with the very... When I was a very young kid, I caught the tail end of uh, old episodes of Mr. Wizard on late night, early morning TV. Have you ever watched Beekman's World? Yes. That was the replacement for Bill, for Bill Nye when Bill Nye went off the air. And it was more gross. It was more... It was more. Uh, it was more of a product of its time. Uh, it, it they tried to go for a lot more gross-out humor and a lot more. It was more, I think, skewed towards t- uh, preteen and teenage boys. I <laughs> liked it. It was great. It was <laughs> yeah, long. it was great. But yeah, it was definitely. It was definitely a air quotes dirtier. As in, there was more grime. There was more grit. They 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 didn't shy. They a lot of uh, puke and 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 poop and other and pee jokes lots of disgusting things and it was you know it was it was all very educational show as well though they talked about a lot of cool science stuff but i remember bill nye better they used to show episodes of bill nye in in school so (laughs) during science class they're trying to talk to teach us something david and people watching if you're wondering why i'm looking down i'm trying to find a specific youtube channel for david and i can't remember the name of it (laughs) um i i like um i watched mr mr wizard i i mean i watched them I, i watched a lot of the ones when they were new on nickelodeon 
Oh, okay. I'm not that much older than you. Yeah, I know. What am I, like six years older or something like that? Uh, I was, I'm 36 in next month, so yeah. Seven years older. Hmm. Um, gosh, I'm subscribed to a lot of YouTube channels, man. Yeah, I've got about 115 on mine, so I, I feel your pain. So it's this dude, his YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and it's in the style of Beekman's World. Okay. But it's, it's um, this dude with silver face paint halfway down his face. And he debunks, he debunks fake videos. Hmm. And I think you would dig it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But when, when, when you figure it out, send me the, send me the link. I'll, I'll I, check it out. I got to find it. <clears throat> silver makeup? Maybe I could Google silver makeup? Maybe. Captain Disillusion. Captain He's very entertaining. And he 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 does he not only debunks the video, he shows you how they did it in After Effects or whatever tool. Like he'll do it. Okay, okay. Neat, neat. I like And it's not a tutorial channel. He's like he's like, This is how they did it, and then he'll walk you through it. Okay, that's neat. I like stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's and he, he doesn't post often because all of his content is very good and well-prepared. Mm, makes and sense. he actually um, got to join... I don't remember the name of the group, but it's the, name, it's the group that The Amazing Randy um, chairs. The Amazing Randy is a very, very famous psychic debunker. Okay. Um, I think died just recently, actually. Um, but The Amazing Randy was like... He, would, he, he was famous for doing like, I'll give you $10,000 if you can prove that psychics are real, and then he'd debunk it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Neat. Yeah. On TV, he was like, this guy said he was telekinetic because he could move a toothpick across the table. And Randy's like, you blew on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've seen some of those. Yeah. Those, those are great. Uh, let's see what else am I watching right now? Right now, I'm watch I've got a, uh, I've been watching, uh, there's a Japanese guy uh, called Japan Solo Travel. And he does, he does a lot of uh, overnight trips on ferries and trains and stuff and documents them. And it's, it's interesting. The videos are mostly silent, so it's a lot of ASMR and a lot of just looking at things with subtitles. And well, oh, he's like cool. giving a narration, but it's it's typed; it's not actual words. Um, okay, let's do. Um, since we're almost done and ready to close out before the bonus, I got confessions of weird shit you watched in the past or you have watched that you liked that is appropriate to share, but that you you're kind of embarrassed by. Uh, I will I, go first. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, those, I can't think of what they're called because it's hot, but it's those videos where people eat like a lot of food and you watch it. Oh, the mukbang videos. I watched a bunch of those hmm. and I was very entertained by it. Um, I, I understand that there are fetishists, Yeah. but I understand that that's not the primary audience. The primary audience are people who are lonely. Hmm. No, fair. Which is kind of neat. But yeah, I've watched those. I've watched the ones where it's someone eating but not like stunt eating like right. it's just they're eating and yeah i get that yeah i thought that was kind of interesting and I, I think the thing that appealed to me about it is someone made that and they made it genuinely mm -hmm. and it kind of touched me and was like this is something someone made that they they're putting effort into and it's popular and there's a community around it and i'm going to support this by watching it and i kind of got a kick out of that <laughs> and i think judging people for stuff like that is very wrong hmm. and I'm, even if there are people who have a kink I think judging them is wrong too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My YouTube dirty little secret. Uh, I am a avid watcher of Doctor Pimple Popper. Oh, that is one I cannot get behind. I do not judge you for doing it, but it it gives I me can't, a dark, I, awful I, feeling. I can't explain why, but they're fucking fascinating sometimes. <laughs> I just can't look away. <laughs> I I can appreciate it because I like it when people verbally describe that kind of thing, mm. but I can't handle watching it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I had a friend that had a big giant thing, and he cut it open himself. Mm. And I thought it was the most awesome story I've ever heard, but I'm glad I didn't see it. <laughs> he said yeah. he basically pulled a packet of rubber bands out of his shoulder and was like, that sounds awesome. Yeah, not fun. <laughs> not not a fun day. I am sorry, listeners, and I, that was a bad thing to share. No, it wasn't. That wasn't I, that bad at all. You, I, a, they don't know who it was. B, they're never going to. And C, it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't. I, it it I wasn't really worried about that. I just think it's gross. Oh, and it's some gross. people don't like to hear gross things. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. Gross like that doesn't bother me all that much. I don't know why. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that's that's one of my that's one of my YouTube dirty little secrets. I'll throw those on every now and then when nothing else is going on. I mean, I've listened to ASMR, but I don't think that's a dirty little secret. It's nice. It helps you fall asleep. Yeah, I yeah, get that. Nice. Um, I I don't get the skull tingle, but I like the. Mm. Um, it's kind of relaxing, kind of peaceful. Mm. Um, 
there are ones that are less pleasant, like some of the stuff I don't like, but, you know, it's like any kind of art form. Right. I get that. I get that. Hmm. We got to wrap up and then cover anything else in the bonus episode. Sure. Um, so this has been topic shuffle number one. This is David and I going back and forth a bunch of times and then hanging on to a couple topics for a long time. So video games and tabletop RPGs lasted a while this time. I love those. Got to love a meandering topic. Um, please um, put your thoughts with uh, with our, our lost uh, crew members who will be back with us. Um, the the rainbow the rainbow prism is is um is coalesced fully and i'm assuming it's some kind of cocoon now and the wh- whatever i said erica was doing hopefully that's okay <laughs> well i'm more worried about mikey because you t- told me to send him to the rings of saturn and i didn't send him to the rings oh of saturn. yeah i need to know what so where did you send him oh i sent him to the rings of uranus oh no yeah my bad oh it'll be fine so that's what that screaming i heard when i went to the bathroom was I mean, he's, he's got his emergency transponder, and I haven't seen the light go on. And why is that? Light? Oh shit! Uh, I mean, uh, did you acknowledge my joke? Yes. Okay. I did. Okay. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. No. No. And he didn't scream. I think he just died. No. <laughs> to be fair, he died a while ago. But that's beside the point. Yeah. I mean, the first one did so long ago. We don't even know anymore. And you know, and this whole time, my clones were all still alive. I, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to know that. <laughs> oh, don't worry, you won't for long. <laughs> and this, this. <laughs> I've been Super Vegan Brian, and I'm joined by. Nobody David else, there's Thieb. just me. <laughs> David Theopold III. Uh, bye, everybody. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay, stay awesome. awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.